Why are there so many podcasts from Jordan? And why we can't blame the Jews? Some think it's Jesuits, some the Illuminati, but only Rick knows the truth. So we've been told, and so we believe it, that Klaus Schwab is a big fan. That's why you'll find him on Fakeologist Audio, Rick the Conspiracy Man. La da da da, la da 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 da. da. a wonderful date the guaranteed a wonderful date what will happen today probably very little little l-i-d-d-l-e little so you will be listening to Ike when he comes to the phone be told 100% thank you Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum figurehead extraordinaire Haven't heard much from lately, as usual. 11th of the 11th, 2023, Remembrance Day for the, uh, as uh, what we call the uh, World War One. Why did they choose that time, the Armistice Day, 11th hour, 11th minute on the 11th day? Why do they use number 11? Can anyone explain that? Dave J, he'd be able to explain that. <laughs> Uh, guaranteed. Now, uh, I've listened to, uh, I looked at it on FACOTube. FACOTube, highly recommend FACOTube. B, 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 told. Labs, platform where you can read and share things that are just not on the mainstream press. Guaranteed. He's been sharing some wonderful things on there. You must subscribe and support FACOTube. I think I better send some money, find out how much it costs for a month and pay some money towards it because I'm just started utilizing it a lot more regularly lately. Lately. And I saw um, fake nukes Phil, fake nukes Phil, who's now fake everything Phil. Well, uh, that's what he was saying. He's Everyone's accusing him of everything is fake. He has, he's very good. I like him. I like him. But I have to say this about, I mean, he, he's going through old footage of today I saw one he's going through old footage of the King David Hotel in uh, 1946 it got blown up 65 killed what's that number add up six and five um, and using the footage available saying fake 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 now I'm sure they actually there was a bomb went off there Whether 65 people died is another story. And whether it was a controlled demolition, mm, probably. Probably. As you know, war is controlled demolition, strategic relocation. But uh, so fake news Phil's has taken over the Dave J mold of um, nobody died, nobody got hurt, which you can already get if you go onto Dave J's uh, YouTubes, which apparently are back on there and get lots more nobody died, nobody got, nobody got hurt. <coughs> He's using the same same techniques. Now, I am uh, always cautious, cautious that um, 
particularly with war f- in brackets, italics, whatever, footage of war. No, back in the day, I mean, nowadays we've got smartphones, we've got um, GoPros, we can wear them on our heads and run around and stuff like that. They only came out in the last 15 years or so, uh, the Go- well, 20 years for GoPros. Smartphones been out since 2008, thereabouts. Cameras and phones in the West, 2002, approximately. Funnily enough, they didn't release them for uh, 2001 in America. What a coincidence. They came out just afterwards. Because there was a lot more smartphones on the streets that day, you would see an awful lot more actual footage of those two towers. The, uh, you know, and again, look, you just have to look at what other movie came out, apart from, obviously, yes, you know, to reiterate the, 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 um, the, the psychological operation, they re-released, uh, sorry, they put out a huge, big-budget movie full of dodgy actors called Pearl Harbor, just, you know, six months before 9-11, just after the PNAC group, two years before, and so we need a event the magnitude of Pearl Harbor to get us swinging into the plan for the new American century. But what other movie came out roughly just that the year after was The Two Towers by Peter Jackson, uh, you know, part of the Ring trilogy. Trilogy. Uh, no, I'm no fan of uh, those books. So you either are or you aren't. They, they were the 1920s or 30s, whenever he wrote them, version of um, uh, Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones, you'll find an awful lot of accurate stuff in there. I remember watching it thinking, I think there's probably more real royal, royal history of shenanigans in this show than any other. And guess whose favourite show it was? Yes, Betty the Yeti, Queen Elizabeth. There she was, you know, scuttling around, sitting in the throne. It was her favourite show at age 90 or whatever she was. Um a show full of sex and violence, just like the royal family. Just like the royal family. But, um, mm, 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 mm. and so the other thing I've noticed th- this week, I, I've been going through looking at some of my regular shows I've been listening to for the last, uh, whatever, 10 years, eight years, whatever, podcasts. Tim uh, from um, Our, Inter- Our Interesting Times was a guest on the is it Pete Quinone's show that uh, I think uh, uh, Resmut Jeff put me on to? And they were talking about nukes and Pete Quinone's, Quinones or whatever, he, however you say his name. He said, well, nukes are fake, Tim. And Tim's kind of, kind of quite choked a bit when he said that. He goes, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, him and um, uh, what's his name? The, the, uh, the guy, the author that wrote... The one with the um, squeaky chair that Jan Irvin keeps screaming at um, that wrote uh, Caesar's Messiah. They uh, do mention nuke, bo- nuke wars, nuke bombs and things like that a bit. So they're kind of, they're not pushing a fake, there's a World War Three threat of nuke bombs. These guys aren't, aren't doing it. And Quinones or Quinones, whatever. I, I'm sorry, I cannot, I've never listened to enough of his show to know how to pronounce his name. As soon as he mentioned it, uh, Tim Kelly was kind of, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I don't want to say that because fake nukes, nukes are fake, nukes are fake. I, I shared to uh, Chris Kendall about uh, seven years ago or thereabouts extracts from one of the books that made me think nukes are fake 
the um, New Zealand evangelist um, expert on the end times, Barry R. Smith, who was in contact with um, one of New Zealand's most famous um, consp- uh, UFO, well, I shouldn't say just UFOs, but he was a UFO, Barry, Bruce Cathy, Bruce L. Cath- Captain Bruce Cathy. I think I saw him when I was about uh, 14 or so at the New Zealand UFO conference. Um, he wrote this, apart from his UFO stuff, he did write this thing about the internet, the world grid system, the grid system. And that is a fact. There is a grid system being used. And um, some friends of mine, early conspiracy theorists in New Zealand, used his map where he said there should be uh, grids and went off into some bushland uh, down the middle of nowhere. And sure enough, where he said there should be something, there was a barbed wire fence with, and they found offcuts of, um, you know, like the materials that were used to put the barbed wire fence up. It was a manu- American manufactured stuff. There was a, some kind of signal, um, kind of radio signal thing. Yeah, it's interrupting itself. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, my name is Jan Eric, and I recommend the Fakeologist because that's. T- place to get real truth and not BS. Thank you, Jan Eric. And I recommend Jan Eric. There you go. What a great uh, bumper. Thank you, Jan Eric. From Norway. A wonderful uh, an ex-hoaxbuster. Ex-hoaxbuster. The, one of the greatest shows ever, I'd say. Because you got humour. Humour, the thing that's not in a lot of other shows. Um... And you got good facts and um, really good shows, really good shows. Very, very sadly missed, Mr. Chris Kendall and John Adams. Um, very sadly missed. One of my favourite shows, and you know they all went at the same time. Hoaxbusters, uh, uh, Cutting Through the Matrix, uh, Alan Watt. They all died in the same months of each other. Kendall was a regular, or not a regular, he was a certainly a regular listener, but he actually called in a couple of times and so did John Adams on the uh, Cutting Through the Matrix shows. He woke, uh, you know, um, Alan woke a lot of people up. There's no doubt about that. And he was the guy that Alan, uh, sorry, um, AJ, AJ, Alex Jones, <coughs> pinched a lot of his stuff. And same with um, Ike, Ick, Ick, Ick. IK, IK, I say it's IK, get rid of the vowels. Um, oh, no, actually, no, you can't say that anyway. But Ick, I, I, I call it Ick, and Ick is IK, and that's 911, but that's the way his name, and he's got seal, he's got 311 in there as well. He's, there's, there's a coding in that name, Dave Joe, Dave Joe, Napoleon Wilson, Napoleon Wilson. There's coding in David Ike's name, be told, and he pinched a lot of stuff off Alan Watt. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, yeah, what we're we talking about. Well, what's going on in the news? So, so fake nukes, Phil. Going back to fake nukes, Phil. Good show. Um, but back in the old days when you didn't have small smartphones and um, you had a huge big camera equipment, you know, to fo- film things back in the 40s and 30s and earlier, 
if you're in a theater of war, yes, I say, use the word theater of war, but in a, say, you're in, all right, say you're in a bar fight, a huge brawl in a, in a hotel, and you're the guy standing there with this huge, great big lumbrison camera trying to around, walk around film it, you're going to be the first target for, the, for a fist or a, a, a kick to the head or a bullet because no one wants to be filmed in action. You know, in, in a, say in a bar brawl, in a real, say a skirmish where, where firearms are being um, used, say in a say there was a say there was a sea battle at one in some area, shrapnel, uh, you know, the, the whole you couldn't film a real battle without having people get killed that were just trying to film it because that's the way it happened. I mean, you, those giant lumbersome cameras, you couldn't just Film a um, say say Pearl Harbor for instance, which say they organ it was deliberately organised that they definitely had Japanese people fly over, or could they have been American planes with uh, rising suns painted on them? Yes, yes, yes. But if you were there to film it and you're roaming around with these great big huge cameras from the old days, which is what they were like, just look at your mobile phones. I mean, I can remember when a mobile phone with a brick, you couldn't put it in your pocket unless you had huge big cargo pants on. So technology has evolved. So nowadays, it's a different thing to film action. You can do it with a GoPro on your top of your head or a hidden camera anywhere. But back in those days, you had to hold up a huge, big, cumbersome video recorder or a, a reel-to-reel film thing, you know, Cinemax camera. You were a target and you were standing, putting your head up when there was even – even if it was a staged thing – when an explosion goes off, there is there is shrapnel from the the, the the explosive. There is when a gun goes off, when a bullet hits something, say it hits a brick next to you, and that brick sprays off, you get blinded by the 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 um, just the sediment from a from a wall that's getting hit by a bullet. It's incredibly dangerous. So no one's going to go out and film a real war. No one. Uh, it's it, it's too dangerous. So of course they had to fake news reports and things like that because to to get the news to the people, they had to restage a, a previous event. So, therefore, fake news fills analysing footage that was clearly staged anyway because the, the real footage couldn't have been filmed because it was too dangerous and hazardous for the, the camera operator. And I know of um, a, a friend – no, not a friend of mine, the guy I've met. He was a real – he was a bit dodgy, but he was a real – well-known journalist uh, back in the in Australia in the 60s and 70s, and he, he was kind of retired and living in Balmain where I lived and used to drink at the local pub. He was a mutual friend of a friend. He was good friends with, the, I think it's Neil, not Neil Foster, but Neil somebody, and it, there's a film about him. He was a ABC war He used to go all to all, wherever there was a theatre of war or there was a news event, this guy went there absolutely brave as anything, um, and filmed skirmishes or revolutions all around the world. And it's called, I think it's called One Crowded Hour. So look up One Crowded Hour, and uh, the guy's name's Neil for sure. <laughs> Not Neil Foster maybe, that's another guy from Alan Watts' show. It was Neil somebody. And this guy, I was talking about him with this particular friend of his because it was he was his cameraman in Vietnam and an, a Timor and all these areas where there's been skirmishes and there's been revolutions and things like that. And he said to me how 
you know, uh, brave he was, and he was just, you know, he'd he'd get the footage for TV shows. He'd run out if there was a skirt, you know something going on in Africa. He'd be the first one there running around on the ground. Guess what happened to him? He got shot in the head and killed. The documentary one crowded out uh, actually has it. I think it was in an Asian country uh, where there was a a bit of a revolution going on, and these things happen. It's like gang warfare. These things really happen. Gang warfare, it happens. Be told. There are two rival factions wanting to take over a turf of someone else and you go in there with your bigger guns and better troops and sort it out. <clears throat> that really happens. It's been going on for many years. Um, it's not fake. Be, 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 be told. But um, Neil got killed filming one of these things. And that's what happens if you actually go into a real battle where there are real trajectiles being fired around. Even if it's a staged thing, you could accidentally be killed in any way. So um, I'm not there with everything's fake. With um, You cannot use film footage. Going, like What, what uh, Fake News Phil's is doing is just Googling dead bodies at uh, King David Hotel. Obviously, the, we're doing this in 2023. If there was good foot footage of dead bodies, they would have been scrubbed anyway. So being a net researcher now is absolutely futile. I don't recommend anyone even attempt it. You can only find honest, real accounts by people that were actually there that are going to tell you the truth. And they still be alive. There'd still be plenty of people around uh, from that era, even late 40s. I think King David was 46. Uh, and so I say that you need to get people that are doing boots on the ground like um, – uh, what's his name, Les Luther? he's the only one I will give credence to. I, I, I challenged uh, one of the regulars that used to be on fakeologist.com. He uh, has a behind-the-paywall guy. And I said, he was in, he's in Bulgaria. Get on a bus, get to the border and jump across if borders are fake. Everything's fake according to him. It's the, it's the pseudonym. It's not his name, John LeBon, who's just a pseudonym. I said, go down there, jump across the border, get your own footage. You know, back, put your money where your mouth is. If everything's fake, get over there and film it like um, Les Luther did. Did he do it? No. Did he do it wisely? Yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down there. You can risk all sorts of things being, uh, you know, jumping through borders in Russia and U- Ukraine. But I think if you are prepared to say everything's fake, you've got to go and back it, back it up yourself. Back it up yourself. I've already been through, you know, we had a big uh, protest meet in Sydney. Rollo and I attended it. Rollo was dressed up as the Joker with a purple suit on, full makeup and green hair. We were followed by police, harassed by police. Uh, but... Um, and we saw some uh, what we thought was a bit of action going on. No, everyone the fakeologist reporting was hey, these guys are lying. They're not there. So I've been the the subject of you know someone being accused of faking everything, and we were there guaranteed. I was the idiot standing with a guy dressed as Joker. The guy dressed as Joker doesn't look like an idiot. The guy standing next to him without makeup on does look like an idiot. 
And uh, we, but it was a great day. We had a great. That was. A, I've never seen so many police and lack of protesters. It was, you know, say there was thirty protesters. It was about three hundred cops. You know, everywhere, everywhere. It was an entertaining day, though. Uh, so I, I love that. If I can get to a bit of action, I'll do it. But um, sadly, I haven't got the money and the finances to be able to go to uh, Ukraine. But if I was single and I had no children, I'd be there. So I, I don't know what the excuse is coming from um, um, the uh, paywall uh, of Mr. John LeBon, pseudonym, pseudonym. Why wouldn't he just go and jump on a plane? He's, get, he's got enough people subscribing and um, fly to um, close to the Middle East as you can get and get into Palestine. There must be a way of getting in there if, if it's all fake. And, and do some boots on the ground reporting. And then I'll totally support them. Totally support them. But I only listen to people that actually go to those areas and not sit there analysing footage from a, um, uh, what would you call it, uh, a not, you know, 50 year old footage of a, uh, an event that the, the news had to fake anyway because they didn't have bright cameras and cameramen brave enough to film an actual event. You need to get to or find real people. And re- sorry, my squeaky door. Real people are out there and real people do not lie. Like if you ask me a question, I will tell you the honest truth. And I've met many, many people over the years. I've met lots of, uh, uh, like I had a, was on the buildings. So I was in the building industry. And so there was lots of ex-soldiers, ex-military types that were working in the building industry, roughly the same age as I am now that were still, uh, you know, at Smoko, what we call Smoko here. You'd, you'd be sitting around talking to people. And I was with a couple of, over the years, you know, a guy that was in the, the D-Day invasions uh, who told me he still hates Germans to this day. He was in the Royal Marines in 1944. And um, he said that they made you hate Germans, and he said he still hates them. And I asked him, you know, pertinent questions. He was just, he was a grandfather at that stage, and he was he was working helping his uh, gr- grandson on a big uh, tunneling project that I was working on, infrastructure project. <clears throat> a really interesting guy. I met guys that were in the original occupation of Palestine. Uh, a guy who was a British um, in the one of the regiments that was actually based in Palestine, and he told me. He felt absolutely disgusted about how they treated the locals there when they actually took over the Palestine area, kicked the locals out and let the um, Israelis or the new Israelis move in. He said they were badly treated. He, he was there and he was just he was sitting having lunch. He, he wasn't making up anything. And if not everyone makes stories up. And people that think that everyone makes stories up, I don't trust them because they obviously, in their heart, they don't, they know that they wouldn't be able to be trustworthy. But I believe most people, most people will tell you the honest truth of their experiences, uh, be told. Anyway, on this 11th of the 11th, uh, I'll just mute a little bit and uh, come back on, I think, Mr. Abba which should be on, hopefully, and uh, I'll be back, be told. Yeah, that's what I was getting at with Tim Kelly and a few other people I'm listening to. Actually, I just remembered now. 
Um, people need to be um, uh, 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 need to be kind of looking at who's saying more things that they agree with. Who's if, if they bring up things like, and that's like the specific, these shootings in America, these mass shootings that are just clearly staged. And as soon as you see the word manifesto pulled out, they should just straight away drop it and know this is fake. You know, manifesto, manifest, Mistopheles. I mean, there's got to be something in manifesto that they always keep using for all these big, um, the big capstone ones. There's always a manifesto. I mean, who keeps a fucking manifesto? You know, you had a, what's his name, the, um, the, the, that computer guy, the, uh, he had a manifesto, a very interesting writing and stuff like that. That, uh, um, that, uh, that guy that mysteriously allegedly died, I can't remember his name, the um, uni bomber. He had a manifesto. The New Zealand shooter, manifesto. And they use the word manifesto. They don't say he's got a, you know, he had a list of demands or a list of beliefs and things like that. They call it a manifesto. Manifest. Mistopheles. There's, there's, there's a, there's something there with this manifesto, manifest, but it's not, it's part of a, uh, psychological, um, uh, uh, what's it, like a psychic driving or a thing that puts the, the word into your head when you're being hypnotised, they need a certain word that drives it in. I think manifesto is something, there's, there's a there there. That's all I'll say that. There's a there there. Um, <clears throat> there's lots of there there's with everything, mind you. Lots of there there's. But I can spot them. I can spot them now. And I, it's it's starting to become relevant <laughs> that um, I just pick a book up listen to a show and I just pick things and I can hear where things aren't quite right. And um, I'm not hearing an awful lot of shows where I can trust everything they're saying. Fakeholders.com, the the broadcast, the recorded shows that I've been listening to, and uh, Lynn Ertel, uh, f- what's his name, uh, IPS. Yes, some fantastic stuff. Is that you, Mr. Fakeologist? Hello. Can you hear me? Who's that? It's yes, I can. Nice. Who's that? What was the question? <laughs> I said, who's that talking? I can't see you. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. You're, you're listening me. to it Rick is, and whoever. It is. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. This is Rick on uh, Saturday the 11th of the 11th, 2023. And uh, who's now, who's this has popped in again? Sorry, say your name again. My name is, my personal name is Paul. That's actually my personal name. in. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Now I see you on the, how are you? Uh, And you're in America, obviously, yes. Yes, I, I live in Indiana. I live northeast of Indianapolis, which is the capital of Indiana. Indiana is a Midwestern state. So I've talked to you before. Uh, I showed you. Yeah. I, I, I discussed David Johnson's. I, I don't agree with him, but or no, actually, it wasn't David Johnson. It was that. Well, oh, yeah, I guess he does think it, but also that 
Christmas evil woman on Twitter. They both think boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is she? Who is she? Because she, yeah, she was, um, she or he or whatever was uh, one of um, onto IPS onto the uh, Tim Osman pseudonym, pseudonym, pseudonym character Tim Osman, the uh, host of IPS. He was on about this um, Christmas. It was a great pseudonym. What is it? Christmas Eve or Evil Christmas Eve or whatever. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind anyway, of using Christmas Evil uh, as for simplification. Which it's actually Xmas Eve Evil 1. It's E-X-M-A-S-E-V-E-E-V-I-L Okay. As I confirmed hypochondriac dyslexic, I lost you with the first four words, but Sorry, I was going to turn something off. Yeah, no. Anyway, so how are you, Paul? For convenience, but uh, yeah. So okay. yeah, but that that woman thinks everyone is trans, who's famous is transgender, and she's hinted that yes, uh, yes, a lot yes. of non-famous people are transgender too. Maybe even majorities of certain countries. Uh, well, I, do you agree with that or disagree? No, I, I would disagree. Um, I've been. Um, I've been aware of the. Um, that's what I was kind of getting at. We, we've we've had um, a lot of um, groups arrive uh, since 2015 that kind of are there to cause disruption, and uh, EGI is one of them. <laughs> yes, there's there, there's certainly there's there's there, but once they get into these groups and they, it starts infighting in. These uh, where we've been cyber herded, Lynn Hotel, 100%, cyber herded into um, uh, areas like Discord. And um, so you'll get it's sub, it, what it does is it, it causes fractions inside the, so a group of people that agree with each other all of a sudden get herded into another group of, you know, the EGI believers or the um, uh, he's a she, or sorry, or they, they are someone else, you know, like. This guy's playing this guy. This guy. This guy's playing this guy, and so it's, it removes all the cohesiveness of a, a group of people that should actually just all get on together, just call themselves conspiracy theorists or whatever. So I don't have any any time for um, these big labels, you know, where they start accusing, you know, like anyone that says Sylvester Stallone's a woman, for instance. I have. I don't talk to. Okay, fine. I do not but talk to. There's no point. Well, I, I'm not, I don't necessarily think that they're gender inverted, but there are some weird things like a lot of the famous men have their eyes close together in the famous women, their eyes far apart. Like this includes my maternal grandparents. My maternal granddad was an Olympic runner. Frederick Lauren Will, you can look him up on Wikipedia. He, he um, mm. and he had his eyes really then close. Then he wasn't, a, then he wasn't, a, then he wasn't. A, then he wasn't a woman if he's an Olympic runner because they don't. Oh, I'm a not woman saying, cannot compete I'm not with men. Saying he was a woman. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying he looked like okay. a woman. I'm not saying he was a woman, but he looked like a woman in a concrete way. In yeah, look, everyone, look. look, look. I've like, seen um, women that look like um, their fathers, and they've got their father's features, and and that's not a good thing in some cases. In some cases, it is. But everyone's got a different blend. And these days, because they've fucked around with our um, endocrine system so much, you're getting a lot more people with different uh, bone structure. 
Um, well, I'm not. Like, I'm not saying that he was a woman. I'm just saying he did it look more like a woman than a man in concrete, identifiable ways. For example, his eyes okay. were close together, whereas his wife's, my maternal grandmom's, eyes were far apart. I think that he was just a man and his wife was just a woman because I think if they yeah. were gender inverted, I would have noticed it because uh, my yes. because my family there was very little privacy in my house growing up because it was a small house, so we often ran into hmm. each other naked on accident. So if my family were gender inverted, I think I would have <laughs> noticed it. So I don't think yeah. that they are gender inverted, but they look like they are. Actually, even I do. In some ways, I look more like a typical woman than a typical man. Well, look, well, look, look, look that's why a guy with using makeup can get dressed up in a frock and go charging around, uh, you know, the streets as, you know, uh, a trans, like a uh, dress up as a woman. And it fools most people, but it won't, won't fool. You know, when you hear their voices, it certainly doesn't fool you. But it's very, very easily done. Makeup certainly can do amazing tricks, but I, I'm not part of that um, uh, EGI thing where they're just in this studding, studding bone structure. Yeah, I agree with um, the pelvic shape. Women have a completely different shape than a man w- with their hips, for sure, they're, because they can have babies and therefore their 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 their, their um, rib structure is different. But um, yeah, and I'm not. Um, I don't waste my put this way. I don't waste my time. I don't. I find it it, it becomes a time wasting subject. But and, I agree. And, and I've upset I agree. Quite a number of people. Doing in-depth research on it, I agree. That's a time-wasting subject. However, I have noticed there's one more thing I want to mention. This would be the last thing I'll mention on it is in cartoons, I find this very interesting, and Xmas EV Evil 1 pointed it out. She said in cartoons, the characters look gender inverted. That's true. Like in, I looked at it myself. Like in cartoons, the women, the female characters tend to have their eyes far apart. The male characters, their eyes close together. And specifically in the Aladdin cartoon, I noticed that Iago, the parrot, he, uh, he, it looks like females of the eclectus genus of parrots. And in the t- Aladdin television series on Disney, he had a female companion, Thundra, and she looked like males of that genus of parrots. Well, so that's mm. kind of strange. Uh, I mean, it seems like yeah. the, <laughs> something is causing. Oh, could it just be the cartoonist? Could it just be the cartoonists doing what the easiest way that they have drawn a parrot before or whatever? You know, I'd say that could be a factor. But it's the, well, it's I, the animator that... Hmm. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. I just, but it seems like... Because I actually... I looked up this genus of parrot on Wikipedia, the Eclectus, and they had a photograph of them. And, like, a female looked like very similar to Iago who's supposedly who is male and the male looked very similar to Thundra. It wasn't just the coloration but also the position they were in in the size and everything. Uh, yeah, well this is where we're going here. This is this you know meta level of um animation here where um I would just say it's down to the the animator 
and the, 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 they were completely oblivious when they were copying a parrot. They didn't realize that was a female or that was a male, and they just used well, that. Another possibility is there's something called automatic writing, maybe. Do you know, there, the, 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 some people believe that some writing takes place with spirits telepathically inserting the words. Oh, I do. I'm 100% with that, especially songwriting. Did well, you maybe know, that's for instance, that... Um, what I, what I was getting at is maybe this is that's what's happening with the cartoons is the cartoons yeah. it's not writing but like automatic drawing so like demons want the characters. Yeah, to what what what, what, what you like remember that. is a parrot. Uh, yeah. Well, put it this way: Did you know that um, uh, Keith Richard who dropped the S? So or, or Keith Richards? So you didn't get mistaken with Cliff Richard. Keith Richards, his his version of how he came up with Jumping Jack Flash, which is 100% uh, rep- representative of a satanic um, imagery of, you know, Jack, the, uh, uh, you know, the devil and Jumping Jack and a flash, lightning. You know, I've been on about this. The, the, the Z, as soon as you see Z, it's a lightning. Z and N are both lightning flashes. That's why Zion has a Z in front of it. David Bowie was Ziggy Stardust. It was the lightning flash. Um, Keith Richards said... He was in a motel in America, and all of a sudden the words, the lyrics came into his head while he was lying there, and he just started writing them down. Now, if you know anything about, you know, this, this is kind of jumping to, you know, conspiracy theory levels here, but there is, there is an easy way of sending voice to skull technology has been around for many, many years where you can actually send uh, things voice to skull if you transmit it, there's advertising companies using it now. As you walk past a display, you can get a voice in your head saying, buy this, buy this, buy this. It's actually a real technology. But Keith Richards said that he just heard the words to Jumping Jack Flash come into his head and he wrote them down. I believe that could have been man-made or it could have been this automatic writing that like Alistair Crowley used for his uh, writing of uh, all his books. Uh, not all of his books, but several of them. That he uh, was just—it was his wife or girlfriend started automatic writing, and he stood behind her and watched just the whole of that book that uh, that came out the the, uh, the the whole of the law book that came out from Awas Awas, and I brought that up last week. Jawas Jawas Awas. Awas, put a J in front of Awas and you got Jawas, the little creatures from Star Wars. I mean, I I go more loopy technically to a normal person than a lot of the EGI people do when I start bringing up this stuff. But there is a thing about automatic writing. And so many good songwriters claim to get their songwriting while they're asleep or in dream, that from dreams. Uh, Black Sabbath being a cr- crucial one there with Geezer Butler writing all of his stuff, as he said, he got it from uh, when he was uh, half asleep, the lyrics came into his head. So there is a thing, for sure. Yes, I'm another example the place is here. Harry, mm. I think that the Harry Potter books and the Twilight books were written through automatic writing. The authors both basically said publicly that they wrote them through automatic writing. Um, for example... Yeah, well, there's no... Uh, mm. 
Yep. So go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, I was going to say the Harry Potter author admitted like she was on a train, and this the idea for the series just popped into her head instantaneously, yeah. fully formed. And that's, like she that's her. That's her version of the story. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I say that she, she. I'll say I'll say this, and I'm pretty sure that uh, she J.K. Rowling. That's J.K. That's look at those numbers there, Rowling and Rowling. There's a, there's a thing about. Uh, Rowling is a break the word down. It's kind is of your point of about hurting. JK that it sounds like joking. Is that your point? So joking about? No, it? no, no. It was uh, J- no, just J and K, like JFK. You've got those numbers with oh, JFK. Okay. There's, there's are you one, saying yeah. you think she didn't write it? Is that your point? No, no. I don't think she wrote anything. I don't think it, she she was just the front woman that they've used as a front person for the the books because there are so many deep. Deep, deep, deep level uh, Masonic ceremonies encoded in the first and all the Harry Potter books, actually. That um, a thirty-third level Mason said he could barely understand. He could only just grasp. He was only grasping what she was writing, and she she is um, like you know her backstory was a single mother, had no money. Next thing you know, she came up with this idea. Basically, all Harry Potter is is basically high-level Masonic ceremony and um, uh, uh, cult, uh, ritual put into an Enid Blyton-like children's book. In actual mm-hmm. fact, I don't believe she 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 had anything to do with those books. She was just a, a woman that they put as a front person. She also hangs out with. Um, Gordon Brown's wife, and they're very close friends, and she's close friends with Gordon Brown, who uh, is definitely very dodgy. He has that same left eye, blind, blind left eye story that um, David Bowie has, where I believe these they're just telling you that they're Satanists by their backstory, by saying I've got a, I'm blind in my left eye, therefore I'm the left eye path. Well, um, I don't necessarily. I, I, I'd say. I don't necessarily agree with you that she did not write it, but I do think that the way the book series came out of nowhere to be widely read is ob- it's obviously a hoax. There's that that can't. Oh happen. yeah. Like, mo- most authors don't no. make money. It's very weird for a woman who's on welfare to come out of nowhere to be one of the yeah best yeah. No. So the whole story's uh, the, the the whole story. So I you know yes you can say uh, maybe it was automatic writing. She was channeling. She is just a front person, and that's all she is. She's just the person that we know as J.K. Rowling, you know, single mother. Well, came up with this incredible. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily. I would say family connections play a role. Are, are what I'm not sure. I, I, look, I'm not sure, but the fact best friend and she hangs out with the Browns, and well, you know, I, I'm, he's got a really, really bad backstory. That guy. I'm saying. I think. I think that it's like nep- it's like this. She's from one of these inbred families, and that's what made her able to sell this book as a, this garbage book series as one of the best-selling mm. books of all time. So I do think it's a fraud claiming that this story has authentic appeal. That's not what happened. What happened? It was a combination of her inbred family connections in the de- the demons behind. <laughs> Literal demons behind her, and I think it was automatic writing. So uh, I, it's, it's fake. Uh, 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 could be, could be. I'm not going to say you're. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I've been on.
I didn't well, catch that. You, th- you said I'm not saying you're wrong, but I didn't hear the rest. What were you saying after that? Oh, sorry. I'm not saying you, that you're wrong, but I've been on about J.K. Rowling and the whole Harry Potter series because this isn't just a minor level. Um, th- this this changed millions and millions of children's um, views on life into a very satanic agenda, and I see. Now that her books have, you know, like, oh, look, I've got three children that all read those books, right? Um, I, at first, I thought it was as harmless. I thought that, I looked at the original books and I thought, you know, like the jo- the drawings, Harry Potter looked like this. Uh, again, very Enid. You wouldn't know Enid Blyton was the biggest author of uh, children's fantasy ever in history up till about 1960 or 70. Uh, she wrote incredible books and, and uh, so many books, I would suggest that there was a group of people knocking her stuff out uh, because there's so many books. Some of her stuff is absolutely fantastic and I keep um, saying, why hasn't anyone made the Magic Faraway Tree series into a giant movie because it's got it's way better than Harry Potter. It's a lot more harmless. Um, but no one touches the magic faraway tree. It's never been made into a movie, yet it's one of her best stories ever about a, tr- a giant tree, group of three children on the holiday go and uh, stay at the auntie's place. They discover the magic faraway tree and they climb up and they have all these incredible adventures. If you get to the top of the tree, different lands arrive every uh, that lasts for one week, and you can go into that land. But if you don't get out of the land within a certain amount of time, you get trapped into that land that could take hundreds of years to come back again. It's incredible. It's got everything that a ch- child, you know, I grew up with those stories. My mother read them to us, made up a lot of his, her own versions, but she'd read them when she was a child in the 40s, early 50s probably. Probably no, just the 40s. Um, but they hijacked Blyton's kind of fairy tale, but they added a very dark, high-level Masonic ceremonies into the Harry Potter series. And she knows that she's uh, – she knows very well because she's been paid off a billion – she probably got a billion dollars to shut the fuck up and just enjoy yourself. But lately, like, she's been coming out and kind of saying some anti uh, – trans stuff and got cancelled. This is J.K. Rowling I'm talking about. Um, I, I think it's it's more not accidental that it's just deliberate because those books are in every child's – I've got like – I can go into two rooms right now in my house and there'll be a ser- still a, ser- a, a, a line of Harry Potter books lining yeah, up on, I'd on, like their, to on make their walls. Yeah. I'd like to make a comment mm. about that, too. One thing that's sinister about the... Yeah, you're listening to uh, Rick and Paul. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. Listening, you're listening to Rick and Paul from near Indiana. So I've got it right. And uh, on oh, the, 11th, in the 11th. I'm not near Indiana. In, I'm Indiana. 
Yeah, I'm northeast. Of, I live in oh, no, I'm glad you've come in. This is an interesting, interesting conversation because I need, I need people to spark my um, all the information I've got lodged like plaque into my um, brain because um, a lot of the stuff we're talking about here is stuff I really love to discuss, particularly Harry Potter and um, automatic writing. So go ahead, chat away and talk. Talk about what you oh, want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so there was one thing. Uh, th- there's one thing sinister about the Harry Potter series. Somebody else pointed it out before. Uh, John Hagee, who was a Christian pastor, did a uh, had a television show where he interviewed two authors, Carol Matriciana and Robert McGee, about the Harry Potter books. And McGee said, just objectively looking at it, these books are between 304 and 734 pages. And kids read them multiple times. And then John Hagee said, think about that. And McGee continued, now when I was a kid, I wouldn't have done anything with a 304 page book. I mean, there's something wrong just in that picture. And then later in this show, McGee said, uh, if you didn't catch anything about this and all you saw was kids reading 734 pages of material over and over and over again, there's something abnormal about that. Well, I agree. Oh, 100%. But, well, there's one I don't, there's one part I disagree with. He said kids reading 300 page books is abnormal. I don't agree with that, but 700 page books and longer, that's extremely abnormal. How many pages, all right, all right, how many pages was the ring, you know, The Hobbit? The Hobbit's incredibly detailed, and that was a really big, 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 big book for a lot of children. Not me, not me. Um, but just remember, before, you know, we're talking about, say, 50 years before Potter came out, we had um, uh, the, the, the um, Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe series. We had the, the Ring trilogy. We had um, um, a number of, ask, you know, uh, C.S. Lewis. I'm talking about C.S. Lewis here. No, but what, I just want what? to ask one brief thing. Sorry for interrupting, but I thought you were saying Did earlier I? that you, I thought you were saying earlier that you agreed with me that it's weird for kids to be reading long books. Are you saying you disagree or that you agree? Maybe I misunderstood. Oh, no, no, I, no, I, no, I, no, well, yes. Well, again, we're going back 50 years before, um, the Potter books came out. You had the Ring trilogy, you had the Hobbit and stuff like that. And you had C.S. Lewis's books. Now, I want to know how many pages was, uh, say, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe or the um, any of um, C.S. Lewis's books because they were all a member of a secret kind of fraternity writing group called the um, – what were they called? They were in uh, all ex- Oxford University. The Inklings, I-N-K-L-I-N-G-S, the Inklings. And they it was, there, was enough, there was three or four high-level – Oxford educated science, we'll call it, I call it science fiction, but it's fairy tale books really, that were way as big, if not bigger, than the Harry Potter series back in those days, you know, back in the, whenever those, they came out. They were all member of a secret kind of a writing group called the Inklings. So there was a group of them doing the stuff out, doing the stuff. So I would, again, I, I say that, um, J.K. Rowling is nothing but the front woman for this book series. She didn't write any of it. She probably just sat there and 
pretended to say, oh, you know, read, she made up a story with Enid, an Enid Blyton story about a little boy who was, um, you know, witches for parents or whatever. But this thing was a made-to-be. It was published like you wouldn't believe. It went through the roof when it came out. I was, you know, around when it came out. I remember how big this thing went. And then the movies came out, and those movies are nothing but dark witchcraft. Okay, but I, scene, I, I'm you were giving – I'm not – I still – I'm trying to – I'm not sure I understood what you said correctly about. Do you uh, do you think it is abnormal and sinister for for kids? Like, I mean, little kids, mm, kids who are less. Than no, no. Well, only if you can, finish, if, can, I if I you can tell me how many. Can I just finish my question? Yeah. Do you think that it's abnormal? And I'll try to make the question quick. Do you think that it's abnormal and sinister for kids who are, say, less than 10 years old to be reading 800-page books over and over and over again? For I don't pl- okay, okay there's no, forget about the under 10s. The, the, the kids that are reading the Harry Potter books um, are way less complex than Lord of the Rings and uh, all of those books. Those books, which were way bigger back in the day, and I'm, you know, talking about um, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, uh, whatever the other third book was, the the, the Cimmerillion and stuff like that. Way more complex words, way longer words, and way more um, thinking involved. So Harry Potter's books are just basically lightweight Enid Blyton, but mixed in with the Enid Blyton stuff is high level Masonic coding. I don't see any Freemasonry in it. Maybe Satanism, but I don't really see Freemasonry. No, 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 no. It's free. No, no, it's Freemasonry. It's old Freemasonry um, uh, rituals are encoded in the Harry Potter book. And if you want to find out that, you need to go. I, I'm not. I couldn't tell you the guy's name now, but he's a 32nd or 33rd degree Mason who. Uh, has been on a number of really good podcasts from ones that I've listened to that gets, they interviewed him and he said, this is not just a normal kid's book. And he said, I understand what's going on. But he said they are Masonic uh, rituals encoded in Harry Potter book and Satanism. Yeah. But mainly, mainly um, Masonic uh, encoding. So, and he is a Mason, admitted Mason. I forget his name. I'll find out and I'll put it on the live stream show notes tomorrow. Yeah, but there are there are crackpot Freemasons who read things into Freemasonry. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no, no. Listen, listen, dude. Listen, listen. I've been roaming around this stuff for 40 years, right? I, I, I understand. I've got loads and loads of books. Etc. 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 So where I'm coming from, I agreed with this guy 100. percent Okay, but the, the Masonic I, I'm just, ceremonies I don't know and ritual. The guy, I'm, but I I don't know the guy. Yeah. But I just or just trust or just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. What I'm saying is very valid. Okay, it's not just Satanism. It's it's old Masonic uh, ritual and encoding of their rituals that they have. And this guy again. He's a, he's quite well known. He's he's well published, but he's a very smart guy, and he's on some of the best shows. I just can't give you his name at the moment because I don't know it. But um, it's it, it's a lot bigger than just um, um, the playing out, you know, witchcraft and Satanism. There's there's a lot of really high level 
Masonic rituals encoded into the, just that's Hagrid's letterbox Fine, but was I, one I, of them. I understood what you said, but I just want to say there are some, a lot of crackpot Freemason authors, for example. Yeah, I, I, listen, can I, can if, I if, he, if, if he was a crackpot one, I, no, if it, well, I'm just saying, I wouldn't have given you the information if he was. I, I wouldn't have, if, if, there's plenty of crackpots out there, but this guy is a really well researched and clever guy. Very up there with, um, the guy that does the um, uh, uh, Stana stuff. Um, the, uh, Could his I name, just Abbott give a reason for? Can I finish my p- statement though? I just want to. There was another. There's a famous Freemason scholar, Manly Palmer Hall, who wrote about yeah, a call. No, 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 no. He got no. He's not a Mason, but he got. He got before he died. They let him. They gave him an honorary 33 degree membership because he knew more about the Masons than he did. Than they did. So Manly Palmer yes. Hall was not a Freemason. You're correct. That's what I was going Fully to died. say. Well, well, he was a yeah. Freemason, but not till the last five years of his life. You're That's correct right. about that. That's right. He, 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 didn't sign, he didn't sign up and knock on the door. Yes, but another thing is he fraudulently passed himself off as an expert on Freemasonry when he really was not. And he wrote crackpot stuff where he read things into Freemasonry that were not there. And I was going to suggest it's possible that the person you're citing is similar to him. That was my the point no, I was No, 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 no. Oh, well, well, let's put this way. Gargamite gut instinct, which I've been fairly accurate and right about. This guy's just good, and he's not making any outrageous claims. He just said, and he explains this is a ceremony that they have to go down to a certain thing, a certain level. He said that uh, J.K. Rowling's books are loaded with Masonic symbolism, of the, that's, and it's not a de- subject of debate. He just recites the actual ceremony and their, their ritual, and it fits in with um, Hagrid's letterbox that he had. It's, it was perfect. For, for, it, formed perfectly with an old Masonic ritual. Manly Palmer Hall knew all the stuff, guaranteed. And um, he got admitted into the, the Masons you know, a few years before he died. Um, his stuff's second to none, though, as far as... People say he's crackpot. No, no, no. I've got his books. He's He knows his stuff. He knew his stuff, guaranteed. Uh, I don't know. I actually, mm. I lean towards an unfavorable view of Manly Hall. I see him more as a uh, some, I think, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. And especially, especially his, um, you know, the, the fact that he was so well revered by so many presidents and, you know, politicians and things like that. that and I've kept all his records of his um, research in revered by very expensive museums. Revered by presidents, I think most people have never heard of Manly Hall. I don't think that most presidents would have heard of him. Ronald Reagan certainly did. He was his oh. um, go-to guy. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, um, mm-hmm. Oh, what do you think of um, this? Um, I think you said David Johnson was on to some, something in... Well, oh, maybe it wasn't this. Uh, like... Different, allegedly different persons really being the same person like King George the Third and George Washington, Presidents Carter and I, well, I, 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 can't, uh, I agree with the Washington one. I think that's definitely is a there there. But I don't. I, I'm not going to say it's 100. percent But uh, they do look. All- Washington was a um, high level Mason, 
So there you go. Well, it's, yeah. I don't think it's relevant to what I'm talking about. The fact he was a Mason, okay. but King George the Third and George Washington, they look essentially identical, and their equivalent relatives look essentially identical, and their horses look identical, mm. and that makes it hard to believe. So you think that you agree with me that they're the same person? Oh, I think it's a, a very likely, yeah. Okay, well, okay. Um, what about Presidents Carter and Kennedy? Do you think they're the same person? No, 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 no. They're related? Yes. Uh, same person? No. Okay. Um, now there's a, there's another case, uh, King Louis the 16th of France. He looks very similar to his Republican overthrower, Robespierre, and their wives mm. look very similar. Very important character. So, Yes, I bet that which one? Wait, Robespierre is very important. Yes. Um, oh, he was a, he was a v- very important in the in, in the meta script for sure, the, and that was the French Revolution, etc. Et which you know, again, a hundred percent. I don't believe any of the elites that they supposedly cut he, cut their heads off were were executed. I believe they used. Um, the um, waxwork uh, Madame Tussaud to um, do a wax head of that um, person they wanted to pretend to execute and then chop the head off and did the old, exactly like a magic show that you went to go to see when you agree. Kid, you I, someone I, 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 I agree. With, we agree on this. But uh, so this has led me yeah. to a thought. I know you were talking about Freemasonry. I think Freemasonry is not as important as a lot of People on the right, as people on the right wing think it is. And one thing that led me to this conclusion is, I agree with you, the French Revolution is a hoax. And the story of the French Revolution mm. is that it was a Masonic revolution against the monarchy, like Masonic. Jacobite. The, the Jacob, Jacob, Jacobite, yeah. So, so basically, the people that you thought got um, their heads chopped off just got moved on. And, that, and yeah, I do believe... The Q, narr- the Q narrative that's being pushed, and I, I, when it first came out, I'm on record here on one of the shows I've done, and I've done an awful lot here, is saying to Ab, this is, you know, I couldn't believe what I was listening seven years ago when the Q first came out. I, I said, this is big, you know, this is <laughs> are you listening to what these people are claiming? Because it's the same old, same old. It's, 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 it's almost like we're going to have a revolution. We're going to chop everyone's heads off on TV and blah, 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 blah. And I went, this is straight out of the French Revolution, which was, again, I, 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 got, I think I got the Madame Tussaud fake thing off Alan Watt, possibly. I don't think, I never came up with it myself, but I just remember thinking, Madame Tussaud is literally that global now. She's she's got this Tussauds wax works wax works everywhere. But back in the day, I think she signed a deal that she had the technology to make a wax head that looked identical to yours. You could be executed, have your head held held up with a bit of mints underneath it, and waved up to a public. They'll be convinced that you've been executed. You just move on to the next big operation, which would be you know from France to be it um, Vietnam, where the French took over back in the day. But there's none of those people 
Marie Antoinette or whatever were ever executed. This was a total. I agree. They weren't. Operation. I agree. I agree with you. They weren't executed. But uh, I wanted to say so. The narrative of the story, I agree, it's false. The narrative is it was a Masonic mm. Republican revolution against the monarchy, and I agree, it's fictional. But since so, this this is an example of a Masonic conspiracy we see never really happened. It's made up. So maybe the narrative of Freemasonry being a powerful force coming close to achieving world domination is actually a hoax and it's like the purpose of right the purpose of that narrative i think it's would be to promote right-wing politics the purpose of which is to get the white european peoples to enter an apocalyptic conflict with the jewish people in order to like fulfill the end time script because freemasonry and jewry are essentially the same thing uh and so oh, well yeah they are I'll, t- I'll tell you how much I'll tell you how much they are right and j- just in in Sydney we've got a um, area in uh, the eastern suburbs where it's predominantly Jewish now they weren't there though to, to begin with they were never there that there was a, a lot of poor people lived in these these houses along the, the eastern side of the eastern coastline of Australia just before the Second World War, no, during the Second World War, this mysterious Japanese submarine story came out on the news that was uh, that Jap subs were coming close enough to fire shells onto the public. There, the media created this huge, big, um, uh, you know, storm of you know, you know, you're going to be killed, you're going to be killed, you're going to be killed. All of the locals there sold their houses up for pennies in the pound, literally, like really cheap. This is in about 1942. And all of a sudden, after the, the land clearances and the people clearances of Europe, the, the area got filled up with people from that would identify as being Jewish. And they took, got all those houses extremely cheap where they love to live. They love, for some reason, they love to live with the sunrises and in the, in the east. The phone numbers of that area were changed to 360. So the, to, to ring up that number was 36015 or 36017 or whatever. The buses were all renamed 360. This is all sun worship. This is exactly what fits in with this same kind of Masonic type stuff that the, is, the, the Jewish kind of Kabbalah type thing blend into, this um, Solomon, Solomon, you know, which is, you know, uh, there's a huge there there with the, the, the Masons and the Jewish people having a very similar sun worship thing and the fact that all their phone numbers were changed, the bus numbers were changed into a very perfect Kabbalah-like um, situation. That's a fact. You know, th- th- this isn't conspiracy theory that I'm talking about. It, th- this actually happened. I say that there was never a Japanese threat. There was Japan- that They just basically got a couple of guys to go out there and fire a couple of, um, you know, we agree Freemasonry and Jewry are essentially the same thing, but the point Very I was similar. trying to make yeah. yes, we agree on that, mm. but the point I was trying to make is I think right wing politics is a scam, the purpose of which is to get the to fulfill the end time script to bring about the apocalypse. You're listening to Rick and Paul. <laughs> We 
Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to Fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. And you're listening to, to Paul from Indiana and Rick from, uh, what, what would I say? I'll say near Port Macquarie on the 11th, the 11th, 2023. And we have a very interesting conversation here. You just keep throwing stuff at me because I can, I, I'll, I'll dig out part of the um, info plaque that I've got lodged in my brain and um, okay. go ahead. Okay, but. If we agree Freemasonry and Jewry are essentially the same thing, but the, the point mm, I was similar. To, yeah. I think I think that the purpose of right wing politics is to uh, bring about the apocalypse to fulfill the end time script by causing by getting the European the white European peoples on board with a conflict against the Jewish people. So that's right wing politics is about opposition to Jewry. That's why the right wing is anti Masonic, I believe. So I think a lot of the narratives about Masonic conspiracies uh, 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 are hoaxes to yeah. further right wing politics. So the French Revolution, which is allegedly a Masonic Republican revolution against the monarchy of Jacob, the Jacob. Jacobin, Jacobin, run Jacobin, yeah. Yes, but it, 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 the story is it was a Masonic event. They alleged that Robespierre mm. was inspired by Masonic ideals, and I'm saying this story is a hoax. I think so. In the so the Masonic plot is a hoax. Like in oh yes, in the story when King Louis the Sixteenth was executed, I know he was not really executed. I'm just quoting the story. In the story when he was executed, uh, someone in the crowd picked up his severed head and said, Jacques Demolay, thou art avenged. Now there's the Demolay Society, yeah. which is an appendant fraternity yeah. of Freemasons. Disney, Disney, Walt Disney, Walt Disney. Can I finish my point? Jacques Demolay was the last yeah. grand master of the Knights Templar, which were a Roman Catholic yeah. military religious fraternity, and they were the predecessor of Freemasonry. So Jacques Demolay essentially was the grand master of Freemasonry in his time. And at the time, Freemasonry was a Roman Catholic military religious fraternity. King Philip IV of France, direct ancestor of King Louis XVI, was behind the decision to suppress the Knights Templar. And he bullied the Pope Clement V into cooperating with the suppression of the Knights Templar. And part of what happened, according to the book, The Second Messiah, Templars, the Turin Shroud, and the Great Secret of Freemasonry by Christopher Knight and Robert Lamas. According to that book, the King of France's agent uh, um, um, crucified Jacques Demolay in a hazing ritual in a parody of the crucifixion of Jesus and then wrapped him in a burial shroud to as a parody of the of the Masonic rituals uh, because the Masons, including Demolay, use the burial shroud in their rituals. So to mock that in the mock crucifixion of Jacques Demolay, a burial shroud was put on his face as a result Demolay's face was imprinted on the Turin Shroud. It's Demolay on the how, face. how, 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 how did they imprint the face? 
What technology okay, do they use? I think that's getting off topic. My point is that the story, the, let's get back to what I was saying. The guy in the crowd who picked up the king's head. I know the king was not really executed, but the guy picked up the king's head in the story and said, Jacques Demolay, thou art avenged. That makes it sound like this is a fictional narrative to make it look like Freemasonry is an evil group bent on world domination and murdering kings because it's to further the right-wing politics to dupe the white European peoples into the conflicts with the Jewish people to fulfill the end-time script. I think that's the purpose of the um, made-up story of the person in the crowd saying, Jacques Demolay, thou art avenged. It's not so relevant to my point whether it's actually Demolay on the Turin Shroud or not. My point is this king being descended from the king who had suppressed the Knights Templar and then this made-up story that the person in the crowd picked up the king's severed head and said, Jacques Demolay, thou art avenged. It points, it's evidence to me that the story of the French Revolution is a hoax to get people to buy into right-wing politics and the anti-masonry in order to trick yeah, the well, you've, said that. you've said that about ten, you've said that ten times okay. so far. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how do they imprint the image onto a piece of um, uh, material of a person's face that could only be identified by complex uh, photo shop type, uh, Photoshop, photo using light and stuff like that to get the actual face. I don't remember. How, how, would, they, how would they have done that? I don't remember. Mm. I would have to reread it, but I actually kind of wish I hadn't mentioned that because it's not so relevant to my point whether whether Demolay is actually on the Turin Shroud maybe is not so relevant to my point. My point was more it, it was King Louis the Sixteenth's ancestor who suppressed the Knights Templar in Demolay in particular, and had Demolay crucified oh. oh, or had Demolay burned at the stake. Yeah. So then his descendant in that fake story the, is executed, and that and the person in the crowd says, "Demolay, thou art avenged." It points to this story being fa- a fictional narrative. Demonically yeah. generated. Uh, okay. You my now, so, so you, you know, you, I, I, I've been to um, that uh, giant church thing in uh, Paris, the uh, uh, the burned down uh, five years ago. Was it five years ago? The uh, what's, what's it called? Why can't I remember the the, the most amazing, beautiful? Giant building, the, the giant Catholic church in Paris. Anyway, when it burned down, they had three. <laughs> every symbolic thing was thrown into the same story. Like, so they had three beehives on top of the building. Each beehive contained six hundred or six thousand bees. Then they could see a night's. You know, in the this is in the mainstream media. I'm talking about here. They said they could see there was imagery of a looked like a Knights Templar standing in the flames as the fl- the building was burning down. Uh, uh, you know, so they they keep adding these same narratives into our uh, into the archetypes, and this is my thing that I've been on about the last I don't know month, two, three, three or four months. Archetypes they keep. They keep having to add archetypes into our mainstream media. And when that um, 
the the church. Why can't I remember the name of that church? You know, the biggest church in Paris. I, I went there, lit a candle. Beautiful place. It burned down. But they're going to rebuild that. And then when they rebuild it, it's going to be in the international religion, the future. It's going to be the new global religion. They're going to um, bring that up as not – and the actual building itself is on top of incredible old, um, uh, you know, high-impact religious-type area. I mean, the whole of Paris itself is built over catacombs full of skulls and weird – I mean – and Paris was a Greek myth, was it? Or was it a Roman myth? Paris, you know, was a famous Greek hero. Not a female, he was a male. Um, I just keep looking at, you know, whether Knights Templar, Mason, etc., etc. Why do they have to keep reiterating these same old myths into our subconscious and conscious? And I'm sitting here looking at the secret teaching of all ages by Manly P. Hall right in front of me right now. That is a book full of so many interesting things that anyone that could dismiss it is like, you know, the writing of a crazy person. Try and find me something in there that's not accurate. And then I'll look at you and, you know, I'll, I'll do some research myself. I think that Manly Palmer Hall knew stuff. And I think he was highly... Uh, regarded by a lot of people out there that know stuff. Um, to, to dismiss his books is, you know, and I've heard Jay, I think Jay Dyer possibly might have done this. This is a guy working for Alex Jones at the moment and not mentioning anything about what's going on in uh, Palestine or Israel because he knows that he's been told not to, I would say. So I, I, I'm kind of, look, I'm in the middle of, you know, like my brain's all over the place because I've spent so many years into this deep, dark realm. I've been baffled. I've been lied to. I've, I've been sucked into things. I've been whatever. And now, though, I, I'm finding it really easy to spot disinformation. Really easy, and that's just not just voices. I can hear in the, if a, a voice is uh, someone's talking and they're lying. I can hear that. It's, it's very easily, very easy to hear. And um, what, what what things that do kind of interest me, and I've got this book, Interpreting Lilith, um, by Delphine Gloria J, which I found by just one of those random things, which. I'd never, look, I've been into astrology and uh, astronomy and done an awful lot of both. I had hardly heard of Lilith up until, you know, I, I kept hearing a name mentioned as the wife of um, uh, that, you know, the, the, the famous Satanist that um, I was talking about uh, last week that I won't be able to remember as I'm a bit tired. Uh, that, uh, was part of the, um, the, the, the um, what's his name, American Satanist military, Aquino, Aquino. His wife's name was Lilith, just by coincidence. Did she really have a name Lilith? I'd like to find out because Michael Aquino's mother, and this is where I, you know, I've been around on here for quite a while, but uh, one of the guys that used to be on here, he's not on here anymore, used to use Wikipedia, Sean, SMJ, ex-hoaxbuster. 
and he'd find incredible stuff using Wikipedia. And I did the same thing. I thought, you know, I look up um, uh, Michael Aquino's mother. And my goodness, there are so many rabbit holes when you start looking at main people that are the people that you're, you're hearing about on conspiracy shows. Find out about their parents. Look at their grandparents. And all of a sudden, you just can go in deeper and deeper rabbit holes. But Lilith is a star constellation that keeps popping in when things are about to happen. And I've got a huge book on this right now, right in front of me. I believe that there is we're, we're, we're being run by a star wheel and a, a constellation clock, and they're using um, certain – the moon, the stars, the sun – for doing things. I'm, I'm convinced of that. That's the only thing I am convinced of. When it comes to talking about the French Revolution, I mean, I wasn't there, but I do do not trust any mainstream. That whatever they were, you were told in mainstream um, media, I don't believe it. I just have to try okay, and well, that was go back and look at dates. My point about, yeah, I agree. If, since the French Revolution is a hoax and since the idea of Freemasonry. Oh, so, okay, no, we need to stop saying, so yeah, okay, there probably was a revolution, right? And it probably wasn't a hoax, but it wasn't the, the, the end of the actual, what they got out of their um, operation wasn't what we were told. Okay, that's if the, if, if Robespierre in the King of France that he supposedly overthrew and executed are the same yeah. person, then I think even if people were killing each other uh, in belief that they, that there was a war between two sides in the revolution, there were not yeah. two actual sides. There were just suckers falling for the claim that there were two sides. So it would make the revolution yeah. essentially a hoax if the king and his overthrower and executioner are the same. We're person. an actual fact in, coll in, coll yeah, yeah, in, in collusion. Yeah, yeah, and all the same person. And let me tell you, how would you have known... Back then, if it was a different person, because you know you, you you didn't have newspapers, you didn't have the internet, but you didn't even have newspapers oh, I'm not, back then. I'm not you, saying that the masses knew that they were the same person. I'm just saying it means the conflict yeah. isn't real. Like if. I'm not saying that, I mean, it means maybe there are people killing each other in belief that there's a real political struggle, but there isn't actually one. Their belief is false. Yeah. But my point yeah. was, oh, look. my point was, given what you understand about the French Revolution, maybe Freemasonry is not that significant because the idea of Freemasonry being a sinister force bent on world domination relies on it being. Look, I, look, I, look I'll, I'll give you my. This is my. This is my thoughts on Freemasonry. I think originally, originally, it was the the logo. Which is a, a set of compasses over the top, you know, as above, so below, right? It's basically the imagery of reproduction. It's like the male over the top of a female with the legs open wide. And that is basically an ancient, obviously an ancient symbol. And plus, um, of, of, sorry, ancient symbol of reproduction, because that's all we're here for. If you don't reproduce, we die. We don't exist anymore. And their set, this, the compass and set square logo is, is a very sexual thing. 
in kind of, you know, there's, there's two levels to it. There's the esoteric and the exoteric of that logo. Plus, at the top is the compass and set square that intelligent design was used. They used intelligent design. We, we were, we were um, created using a compass and set square, basically. I've got the book, um, the, um, uh, it's called the, the, the um, how to create the universe in ten whatever. It's basically the book of creation using numbers by a um, mathematician, and every page goes from one to nine, and he shows you each different creature or person or plant or whatever on the planet was basically used designed using the golden mean. Um, uh, uh, pi, you know, one four three or whatever it is, point whatever. Um, we, we're intelligent. We were intelligently designed back in the day. Um, we, we're not just a random set of uh, people that just got, you know, a, a meteorite hit a um, boiling mud pool and um, creatures evolved. We were, you know, th- th- this is the ludicrous part that anyone that could believe in evolution when they know about mathematics and vibration and sound and colour and tone, you know, they're the real imbeciles on the planet. That Anyone that could say, oh, no, we're just randomly here. It's, again, I love that analogy. It's like um, getting a whole pile of computer parts, throwing them up in the air, and they land into a – turn into an uh, iPad. That's literally what you've been told to believe. And I believe the Masons – had that knowledge and that it was intelligent design, compass and set square. Um, they, were, they were telling you they were, they were a very common group. They had a, a kind of a secret organisation maybe. They got infiltrated possibly 400 years ago, I'm not sure when, by another group that took their codes and meanings and things like that and have used them as a weapon against us. And that's why last week I said that epigenetics, which is this thing that I totally believe in, has been weaponized and inverted to destroy culture by inverting culture. Um, epigenetics is, uh, is a real thing, but I believe that they're using epigenetics against us and they're destroying our culture to ruin us and debase us um, and doing a very good job of it. Music, uh, uh, art, um, TV, movies, etc., etc. It's 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 all being thrown at us at the moment, and that's why I'm I'm, I'm kind of <coughs> I'm getting to that stage where I'm like, look, I've read it, I've seen it, I've heard it, I've you know, where am I going here? It's not making, it's not helping. Getting into arguments with people. I just think um, I've got my views, but um, I just believe now read a good book and start getting your information from text, not in online. I just think you've got to get offline. I think anything online okay. at the moment is getting um, screwed. We're getting screwed with. Uh, it's late and I'm going to a football game tomorrow, yeah. later today. So oh, good to on go you, man. Now, so I'm going. Hey, listen, later, I, it's been a really good com- it's been a really good conversation. So I'm very impressed. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Bye. Over and out.
Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Well, I see by the clock on the wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.